and they're all around me and they're like, oh my God, we love your hair. It's so beautiful. And I'm like, that is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I ever felt that as like a young black girl and I've never had it said to me. Hey, y'all, it's Julie Global Wilson, and you are tuned in to The Color Files. Before I introduce today's guest, I really want to thank y'all for listening to the podcast. I mean, I am just so touched from the bottom of my heart. The family is growing by the episode, and I appreciate all of you. Y'all are some real ones. Now, today's guest is epic. Guys, I know I say that almost every episode, but my guests have just truly been phenomenal people. This episode, I had the tremendous pleasure of chatting it up with Misty Copeland. The Misty Copeland. I mean, if I don't know if you've been living under a rock, but if you have, I'm going to run some receipts for you. Misty Copeland is one of the most badass ballerinas in the world, if not the most badass ballerina in the world, in my humble opinion. But she's not just any dancer. Misty is the first ever African-American woman to become a principal dancer with the renowned American Ballet Theater. She was clearly built for this dancing life because she started studying ballet at 13, which is super late in the game. But you never know because she's an absolute beast. Most people don't know this, but Misty and I have been friends for over a decade now. I feel super blessed to be able to call her my homegirl. She's the sweetest person, and you've got to hear the story about how we first met. I was shook, y'all, but it was pretty hilarious. And I just love the sisterhood that we've created over all of these years. Our convo today, as always, was a great one. We talked about so many things, some things I didn't even know. She told me that she doesn't look in the mirror for months at a time. And I was like, what? Like, you're Misty Copeland. Like, that's crazy. Misty also went into detail about her intense daily workout routine, which is almost unbelievable. But it shows I mean, let's just be honest, her body is a wonderland. We spoke about her love for baby lotion, her cameo in Drake's Nice For What video, her work-life balance, and so much more. My favorite takeaway from the conversation was be patient. Misty explained that she put in the work for a decade before she started receiving any recognition or accolades. Now she's larger than life and a true icon. Be sure to check out the video on Essence.com because Misty looked amazing, per usual. I don't want to reveal any more because this chat is something that you need to hear for yourself. So let's get into it. (sighs) Guys. I'm here with a whole entire icon, (laughs) a whole entire icon, Misty motherfucking Copeland. (laughs) Okay. I love you, Julie. What's up? Oh my God. Things are good. Yeah. Things are good. I just turned 37. Yes. We're in the 37 club together. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just feel like more kind of not, I don't want to say settled. That's not like a very positive, like description of what I feel but just like there's nothing subtle about your life I'm just gonna <laughs> let that just like that. in con- more in control and just like kind of comfortable with like um my career and how things are going and and for the past I mean my whole career has been crazy but the past five years have been just I mean, like non-stop like you know express train insane yeah and so now I just I think I said it this morning to my husband I was like I've followed the most strict rules for 37 years of my life and I'm ready to not just anymore. To break out. 
I love it. I have to say this for our listeners and watchers. Hey, um, that we actually know each other, right? Yes. And first, I first, think that like, that how is, long now? Over a decade. Oh my God. It has to be like 13 years. I've been in New York for like 14 and a half years. And so we yeah. met shortly after yeah. that. Um, so I want to give some context because I do count this as like such an incredible blessing that I can call you as like someone in my personal life as a friend. I feel the same. And um, so uh, your husband went to law school with one of my husband's best friends and yes. so that's how we kind of know each other and i love telling this story because we my husband was like okay we're gonna have like a double date with olu and um he's you know he's dating this girl and she's really great and i know that you love dance and she's a <laughs> dancer you know she like dances in a company in the city and i was like okay and you and olu walk in and i was like i had to kick him under the table i was like this is misty copeland like <laughs> stop it right now like this is not just some dancer i almost oh died i think i played it cool i don't think i <laughs> was like cool. i don't think i fangirled out on you for the first <laughs> time um when we met but it's just been such a lovely like friendship I that know. we've like developed I over know. the years and this was actually and i love to say this too that it was like before all the stuff happened right and so i've counted myself lucky as someone who's been able to see like your progression and like that you've always been the kindest, sweetest, most humble person. I know I ask you sometimes, I'm like, Missy, do you like look in the mirror? And are you like, I'm Misty Copeland? Like, do you get up in the morning? You're like, I'm Misty Copeland. I actually, I actually go for like a month sometimes without looking in the mirror. What? I am not kidding. I am this not is a kidding. Podcast. This is not appropriate oh. conversation. <laughs> no, I think it's like you don't look in the mirror. Okay, you're well, stunning. First of all, my the mirror is a part of my day, like in the studio studying your body and and so when it comes to and since i was a little girl when it comes to like how i look like my face or whatever i mean my hair i think as a black woman that was always like this got to be put together but like i've never been that girl that was like you know oh my god everything has to and so like i'm so busy and i don't i don't have to like i sweat all day so i literally just throw on some clothes and go to the studio and that's true. You're like in a mirror all, all day, day. Long. And, and like so, looking at your lines. Yeah. And I mean, like I see it more of like kind of this like far away vague thing. But again, like there will go literally weeks will go by and I won't look at my face up close. And then I'll look one day and I'll be like, oh, oh, my God, my poor husband. I'm so sorry. No. Like I need to wax and stuff. And no. but, <laughs> but do you have like when you do look in the mirror, do you have like a regimen? Are there like yeah, products no, 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 that you absolutely. use and that you love? Yes. Like, are there any that you want to share? Yeah, I use La Mer, um, oh. like face swash. You're fancy. I mean, I haven't always. That's been very fancy, fancy. Um, but that's okay. I we know proact- you're an icon, so you're you can be fancy and put La Mer in your face. I used proactive for like over yes. ten years. That was a hard transition to make mm-hmm. though, because your f- face gets so used to mm-hmm. it, and then it's like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. So uh, yeah, but I I like switch it up and like we'll try different things because I think especially at this age, mm-hmm. our everything's changing right. and you have to kind of just go with yeah hormones everything and so um i mean but then i'll use like some Dwayne reed like face lotion sometimes um and like different makeup products from like the corner store or something what do you use on your body because your body is a wonderland uh, i like baby Um, lotion Ooh, do you use the baby like okay so there's the lotion there's the oil no and then there's the oil gel no lotion the lotion yeah like just just simple straight up yeah 
That's interesting. It has such a nice baby smell to it, it too. But I'm like a lotion freak. Like, well, I mean, in the black community, I mean, you have to, lo- you can't be out in these streets ashy. Like, that's not going to happen. And especially when you're Misty Copeland, like, <laughs> don't be out there with those legs ashy. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but again, like, I think I've always been this way. And I don't know if it's because my mother was so adamant about like full face before she left the house, no matter where she was was going. Yes. And she would get up at like six in the morning, be vacuuming and putting her makeup on with those magnified mirrors with the lights around it. And I think I just kind of was like, that's too much. I don't want to do that. And so I I think if anything, like, like now I, it's important for me to have like my eyebrows shaped and like skin fresh and clean, but my hair is always taken care of. But when it comes to like makeup makeup every day, like it just doesn't work for my lifestyle in terms of being in the studio again and like working out eight hours a day. And like when you're on the stage, you have a full beat yes i mean how <laughs> long does that take do you do your own makeup no um well it depends i mean i, I when you're in a company you know 90 dancers you pretty much learn as a young ballerina like they'll they'll teach you how to do your own makeup because right. when you're in the court of ballet you're, you got to do your own makeup and you also have to know what works you're for your whole face. entire principle now <laughs> yes so i get my my makeup done um my hair and makeup done pretty much every show but uh it depends on the role like how long it takes yeah. like sometimes we have to have a wig on sometimes it's a very like intricate hair been like crazy headpiece right. um and do then, you get to pick your own no makeup it, artists it, and hairstyles because um, you know as I know, a woman I know, of color no, I know. sometimes it, they don't, well, know, they don't have, doing. no i know and that's been that's really hard you it, you don't have much choice in the ballet world um so no not really but the woman that so i do them. yeah you have to and have to just be really open about what it is you need um but the woman that does my jill haley what up jill um, hey jill um she's wonderful and she does my hair and, and makeup and she's um just really good with adapting to you know listening to me yes. and what it is that i want and especially as a black woman mm-hmm. i recently switched um foundations and i'm now using this uh makeup forever like stick they're great and um i actually wearing it today oh it looks great you don't look like you have any makeup on oh thank you that's that's a oh. feat that's what everyone wants <gasps> like that you're wearing I, makeup and I feel just like, like my, you don't you're not. i feel like my skin like gobbles up makeup so it, it doesn't matter how much I put on. I'm like, where is it? No, it's good. <laughs> but what do you also use for your curls? Oh, my God. I know. We were just, me and I were just having this conversation in the car. I'm like, I cannot wait um, for, oh, my God, for Tracy Ellis's. Oh. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, she's our October cover star. And I wrote the cover story. Oh. And I'm trying the products. Have you, and you're yes. trying it now? Mm-hmm. And I mean, first of all, the packaging. My God. I mean, when you think of everything, like you just want it on your vanity. And then she did this editor's um, preview where she actually took a shower in front of us. Oh I mean, she was God. in a bathing suit, but she like took and a shower like showing and showed you. us. Really no, I can't wait. I mean, I, it's so hard. You know, it's interesting. I, I've not ever really worn my hair natural, mm-hmm. um, which is such a thing in our community. Why is that? Because um, you're always pulling it back into a bun? No, even before I danced, I feel like it was just something that I never felt like it was beautiful. You know, it's like I wanted to have my hair straight. I wanted to have bangs like the other like white girls around me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I feel like it wasn't until recently because I was just, I'm like, I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. And it's literally so just beautiful. started wearing it natural. But then it's like, I wanted to know how, like, you know, for the most part, I'd be like, if I wear it natural, it's just going to be frizzy and then it's a curly underneath. And um, mm-hmm. I use shade uh, moisture. Like they have like a spray that's really good, um, like Moroccan oil mm-hmm. I'll put in. Um, but I'm constantly trying different things. I'm really excited to try her, yeah. her line. But it's interesting. God, where was I, I was somewhere. Oh, oh, I was at Camp Mariah. Oh, <laughs> and hey, Mariah Carey. And Camp so, Mariah. And it was such a moment. Um, there are a lot of black and brown kids there. And there was this like group of little black girls. So we all ate dinner together, like hot dogs and hamburgers. And I went around so to all cute. the tables and like just chilled with all the kids or so many of them. And they're all around me and they're like, Oh my God, we love your hair. It's so beautiful. And I'm like, that is so amazing. Like, I don't think I ever felt that as like a young black girl and I've never had it said to me. So it just was like this moment where I was like, that's so amazing that they, yeah. Yeah. I always ask people on the show podcast. It's so I feel so fancy too I when I say that on my podcast. Um, <laughs> this one question, I want to hear your answer. When did you know black was beautiful? I've always like there wasn't a moment ever, yeah. which is so interesting because it's like, I mean, I don't think I was that conscious of it. I mean, just the way that I was raised, you know, my mother, she was always just like this pro black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was adopted by two older black, uh, her parents were black and she grew up in black neighborhoods. My father is black and German, uh, but she raised me. And, uh, for the most part, my stepfather who was black, uh, but it was just like, that's just who I was. And I always like, mm-hmm. I, I was shown and told that that's what beauty was. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of ingrained in me. So even though I was such a shy young girl in school, mm-hmm. whenever it came to like discussing Mariah Carey or like black culture or black music. That was like the one time I would stand up and they'd be like, who are you? I'm like four foot nothing. I'd be like, let me tell you about, but to me like that. Yeah. I always identified with being black and, um, and always knew that it was beautiful. It was never something I was like afraid of or hid from, which is what's so interesting of coming into the ballet world. Mm-hmm. I felt prepared in this odd way, you know, which a lot of black dancers are not, mm-hmm. you know, with my identity as a black woman, I felt very secure in that. Yeah. You're actually, um, I just saw the first episode of Mixed Dish. Oh, I don't I know. know if you saw well, the thing no, where I they... Well, it's in the pre, in the like head, the preview, whatever it's called. What's yeah, it called? Yeah, yeah. Like the the, the like, trailer. Yes. The yes. Trailer. I saw and that. I was like, oh, my God. They flash you. Yes. Like, because like back in the day, there were very few like celebrities and people you could look up to that were mixed. and Or Tracy's, that we knew were mixed. Like, Tracy's um, is like, you know, all we had to look up to was DeBarge. And it was like, <laughs> what is that? But looks now, just like my family, too, right. by the and way. And now we have like Missy, a ballerina, the president of the United States. Drake, Mariah like, Carey. Yes. <laughs> so it's like very cool that like you're a part of this like, I don't know. I don't want to call it a wave because it's not a trend. But this like this collection and- of people who can be figures right. to yes, this absolutely, growing absolutely. multiracial world. And I think that's really difficult because it's like you either identify as black or you identify as white as a mixed person. And, um, you know, and it's hard that we we 
not that we can't, but like, it's just kind of like not a thing to just be like, I'm biracial or I'm mixed. It's not really its own, um, you know, and it's, it's becoming that because we have more representation and think, and it's, and it's something that we talk about. It's a discussion. And, um, but I am biracial, but I still say in this world that we live in today, like I'm a black woman. Um, speaking of race, do you, does it get frustrating to you or do you still feel like it's important when people bring up your race in the, in, in the context of dance? Because that's obviously where you live, what, what world you live in. But when people are constantly, what is it like to be a black ballerina? And like, but you know, like, are you like, it's less people would stop. No, no. I understand the importance of it. Absolutely. And there's, um, if we were to stop talking about it, that would be a problem. And I, you know, it is what it is that I happen to be in this position and that, um, you know, I've been able to have a platform to have a voice and to use it. And so if I were to like reach this point as a principal dancer and then to be like, cool, I'm not talking about it no more. Like right. I'm just a dancer, like everyone else is like, no, that's not realistic. Right. That's not going to help the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I don't think I'm often asked like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's probably, probably something that like a black person would ask me, which I'm not often, you know, they will be like, what's it like to be, you know, in the, a white world, but no, it's more, it's more like, uh, what have, what have they said or done to you? Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing, but it's also right. so, uh, complex that it's hard to just be like, Oh, I was told this one day or, you know, right. get out. Cause you're black. You know, it's not that right. simple. It's like that, you know, yeah. macro aggression. Aggressions. Yeah. 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 But do you feel like it's ever, how do I put this? Like when people say, Oh, like you're pretty for a black girl. Oh, God, like, God, is it the, yes. you're a good ballerina for black ballerinas? Like, but do you, do you feel like you have to fight for that recognition? Yeah. Like I'm the best damn ballerina. <laughs> out in these streets slash stages. <laughs> so what you're not going to do, no, like yeah. I'm as good as Becky and Victoria or whatever. You um, call her. Yeah, no, I think that it's, I think that might be more of like a battle within myself mm. that, um, you know, is, and I don't think it will ever go away, but being in this position, it's like hard to separate the two things and not just being black, but also having the recognition and the celebrity. It's like, you know, you start to have, I think it's normal as a human being or like as someone who's not like full of herself to be like, am I being given these opportunities because of this? You know, I think that my, I think that reaching this place in American Valley Theater as a principal dancer without a doubt is because of my talent. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, and, and that's, that's a discussion I've had before. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, put in I put in almost 15 years before I was promoted and I didn't have this recognition for the first decade of my career and if anything being black will hurt you in that you know what I mean so I think that for people that just see the success it seems like you know oh well you're the one black girl and you're being seen so of course they're going to promote you it's like no honey it was not that way like I'm legit badass would you like me to put my leg behind my head real quick for you and do like 15 pirouettes in a row before I put both my feet on the ground. Let's do this battle. No battle. No, but it's, um, yeah, I think that it's something that I definitely, you know, question myself. Like when it comes to certain opportunities. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Let's talk a little bit about like beyond like the ballet stuff, because now it's like, you had this amazing milestone 
first black principal ball- ballerina at ABT. And then the world was like, Miss, like we are wrapped up in Misty, right? And there was Under Armour and now there's Estee Lauder and like what other things and like, how does that feel to extend and I hate to say brand because that sounds I know, I hate so it like too. businessy. Well, also and because everyone's thoughtful. using that word too. Right. Everyone has a brand. And right. so, yeah. And you're very thoughtful about who you partner with, right? You're not, I'm sure there's a million people you say no to. So talk a little bit, yeah, like about how you position yourself beyond ballet. I'm so fortunate that, you know, my manager, Gilda, a black mm-hmm. woman. Love Gilda. Gilda. Shout out Gilda. <laughs> Gilly. Um, that she got it, you know, she understood what my mission was and like my career has always been first and foremost. And so, you know, she always saw it as this bigger opportunity for my story to be brought to more people and for it to affect the little brown and black girls and or boys and then for it to then go beyond, you know, color. But, you know, I didn't necessarily see it that way. So we both, you know, my time is limited because I'm a full-time professional ballerina. And so, you know, and I don't ever want to be attached to something that just doesn't make sense for me and it isn't going to further my goal. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it it has to make sense. And, I'm not doing anything just for a paycheck and the brands have to understand my schedule and what it is. You know, I'm not just any other athlete. Like if I do a shoot or a commercial, I have to have a floor that's built for me that I can jump on. I love that you said athlete. Yeah. Dancers are athletes. Yes. And, but it's not as simple as like, oh, there's this beautiful bridge with concrete on the floor. I'm like, nah, I can't. You have to, you know, have a sprung floor and put Marley on the top. Like there's so many. Did you make Drake do that when you were? Yes, I did. Wait, did I? um, Receipts in a whole entire Drake video. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You were like Drake. Even with Drake. No, it's true. And that was, that was an interesting, um, you know, because it was like. Even, you know, I'm like, it doesn't matter who it is. I'm like, this is my schedule. And literally, like, I think I gave Drake like an hour. And then I was like hopping on a plane to like Hong Kong the next day or something. But I was like, this is it. We got to do it. Go. It was beautiful. Um, (laughs) I had so much fun. You're like a video vixen. Oh, God, no. no. (laughs) You can put that on your resume. Video vixens have come a long way. I know. I know. (laughs) But I mean, I used to look at them. Me too. Um, but no, I mean, I thought after Prince's video, I never would do another music video. And then Drake called. And then I was like, well, maybe if Mariah called, I might do something. No. Oh, yeah. but- <laughs> You've <laughs> got a short list of people you will slide into their videos. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, the reason that I I liked the idea of, of what mm-hmm. Drake brought to us was that it was such a positive and beautiful message celebrating yes. women. Um, you know, I wouldn't just, you know, I've been offered many opportunities to be alongside A-list, you know, yeah. music. And I'm like, I'm not that girl that's going to be your love interest in a bra and right. panties and a bed. No. Yeah. Like, I don't need to do that. And, no, you know. But it goes back to the you were saying the thoughtfulness it's like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna yeah, do this i think it's just and maintaining like remembering like having integrity but also remembering the goal and what it is you're going for and not getting caught up in all of you know like the opportunities and the spotlight and i'm like to me i think because i was given a lot of these opportunities later in life like i have more of an understanding mm-hmm. of who i am and what i'm doing and also again i'm just like i am tired i don't have time for a lot of things can you break it down because I think people know how busy you are and, you know, and that dancers rehearse and then they have to go and perform. But like break down like a typical 
day when you're like right now you're in rehearsal and then you're in the performance season but like what does your day look like like what time uh, are you getting up how yeah. much rehearsal i know so mondays are are typically like my day off mm-hmm. and that's when i do everything outside of dance so literally my mondays are like usually booked from morning to night that's when i'm shooting under armor commercials or i'm shooting uh doing interviews uh book tour signings like speaking engagements yeah. so like when that's like the day of rest for my body i'm literally still working full time like a full day from like 8 a.m till 8 p.m probably wow. and then my week starts at on tuesday mm-hmm. and that's um i'm usually up by eight but it's ballet class from from 10 to 11 45 mm-hmm. and then we're in the studio rehearsal from 12 to 7 five days wait, a week wait, hold up rewinds 12 to 7 12 to 7 you are in a leotard and tights and you are spinning and twirling and doing all the things yeah and that's what i'm saying that. like i'm not looking in a mirror in the morning i'm like i gotta go do oh you gosh. forget what you wore there you like in the day and you're like what was i wearing today <laughs> what did i wear so you obviously take a break for like lunch and like all of that Really? You're just dancing, dancing, dancing? I mean, we have to, by, you know, um, union law, right. have like a five-minute break on the hour to like use the bathroom and get, drink some water and shove something in your mouth. But there's a, there, you know, for the past, I've been a professional for almost 20 years, and I'd say for the bulk of that, I've had that type of schedule where I'm literally like, there's no break. Oh it's really goodness. grueling, and I think that's why I'm at a point where I'm just like kind of taking charge of things in a way that, you know, it's hard for professional dancers. You don't have a lot of say when it, you know, and I'm very fortunate to now be in a position where I can negotiate my schedule and my contract and everything. And, um, and just to be able to get like quality work and, and dance longer and do other things that I think will benefit my community and what I think where the ballet world should be going. And so that's kind of where I'm at now, but yeah, the rehearsals, the rehearsal process is like that. And then when we're in performance season, you're, you have the same schedule from like 10 to five 30 of rehearsal before a show. And then the show starts at seven 30. So you're rehearsing so all you're day, rehearsing full on. Hours. See, I don't think people understand. No, it's not that. like a Broadway show. It's not like I'm sleeping. I'm yeah. up like an two hours before the show. That's gonna typical start. of like again, like a Broadway show right. where, where you know you were in you a Broadway it. show. Yes, on the town. But you get it. You, you're rehearsing. You're doing the same show every night. So it's yes. like you'll have the whole afternoon off for the most part, and then you go in the, to the theater and you do your show. But we're constantly putting on a different like our rep is huge so like say so you're st- literally rehearsing up until the point of like two hours before like curtains up then you're doing your makeup putting on your yeah, you so might take no like an hour that. nap yeah it's very exa- interesting when they see these dancers on the stage to know that they've been dancing I for know. hours before. and that's like a big part of like you know when like with under armor and with the commercial the very first commercial the i will what i want um was like seeing that athleticism in the studio and it's like we should be applauded because it looks so easy and that's why people right. think it's nothing and but there's so much you know, on top of just the physical aspect of it, we're doing research on the character. We're getting acting lessons in theater, you know, like all of that stuff. And so it takes a very special and unique person to get to this level as a professional dancer, especially in ballet, because again, we're training not just to be able to do these incredibly, incredibly physical things, but also what the 
goal is to tell a story through our movement. So if you can't act and you can't really communicate to the audience where most of them don't know the vocabulary and the language, then what are we doing it for? So, you know, we'll be in the theater until 11 o'clock most nights and then we have to wake up and do it all over again. So it's hard when people are like, you know, they come and they're like, you just did a show. Let's go get a drink. I'm like, "Mm -mm, I got to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Or even like it's hard. You know, we've definitely developed a system where I'll sign a ton of photos and to be able to give it out at the stage door. But it's hard when, you know, I'm like... Not to sound like I'm comparing myself, but like Beyonce is not going out to the stage door after her like four hour, you know, concert and like signing autographs and taking selfies. And so I think it's hard for a lot of fans to know that to understand that it's like I'm not only am I, you know, getting undressed, taking all my makeup off. And I'm usually greeting a lot of people backstage in the theater that will last maybe up to an hour or so. And then like it's hard when I can't go out there and like spend time with them because I'm like, I got to go home and get some sleep so before I have to wake up and do it all over again. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's hard. It's a hard balance, but my team has been amazing in really finding a balance. Yeah. You know, if it's a big crowd, I'll go out there and at least just say hi and talk right. to them and go back in and get, and they'll pass out signed photographs. But, but it's also just the education, right? Even yeah, you're just talking exactly. about it now. I don't think, I think education. that's huge discovery awesome. for people to know that there's hours of you dancing yes. before you get on stage. Yeah. And then you, you, you're like, I got to get to bed. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like, yeah, let's party. No. Let's do shot let's get on a (laughs) no literally as soon as the makeup comes off it's like you're getting into like cool down mode um to be able to like go to bed because it's hard after performance you have all that adrenaline going um but that's a typical day and you know and then i'll have days again like you know with things like the drake commercial um commercial the drake video where like things come up and i'm like this is a great opportunity let's squeeze it in it's like i'll i literally finished an eight-hour rehearsal day hopped in a car sweaty ran over to this club up and down reshot it and like hair and makeup go literally like listening to the song trying to like get familiar with the lyrics and then like boom we this is how much time you have to record okay bye i gotta go pack and get on a plane and then you just like choreograph that on the spot i just, just improv like, yeah improv i just improvise yeah Sis, are you serious so what do you do when you do i know you said your down day is monday but that's not a down day because you're like i'm doing I all try the things sundays but like um what do you if do? we're are you with hubby are yeah, you yeah, yeah. i'm going hubby. to the spa are you getting rubbed down do you get rubbed down on like a daily basis because that's a lot yeah of but it's not what people activity. think it's not like fun rub down no it's like pain it's it's so crazy. It's like the work never ends. Right. The pain and the work that goes into taking care of my body is just as much as the work I'm doing on my body, like to train. Um, so when I have my body work done, I mean, it's not to feel good. It's to literally like release all of the muscles so that I can have like a clean slate so that my body is really like uh, balanced so that when I start training again, like it, the body is just so complicated and it doesn't matter how much you train, you wake up the next morning and you, it's like you who, what whose body is this it's like yes. one thing can get tight and be out of place and it's like you have to adjust your training to that it's, so you're not going to like a spa to get like no. their swedish no. massage you're going to like no real I have, professionals yes, that are like yes that work with professional athletes your body. yes but i do love a spa uh-huh. oh i love a spa do you like getting your like like what do you like getting your like nails no done. i don't do, you do any like mani pedis i'm so not you? a girly girl like that and what about your feet because that's no your no no i'm like when people thing. come on shoots when i'm like literally there's i'm always doing so much it's like hair is being done makeup's being done i'm like literally closed eyes like signing autograph things and then like i feel the like nail lady going by my foot and i'm like no really 
You don't let them. No, well, I know that's very important. Painting and you one. know that like ballerina feet are notoriously like, like yeah. messed up. But like, are you like, don't touch my feet. I know exactly what my feet need to feel like and yeah. do in these points. Yeah. Shoes. I mean, the reason that you train, you know, for so many years, first of all, before you even put point shoes on, you have to have so much training under your belt. Um, and then once you get them on, you know, people always say, oh, my feet, your feet bleed and they're this and that. Like, in the beginning, some people do, but you have to, to um, develop an armor, I call it. Yeah. And so when that's why we build up calluses and all of these things so that it protects us. So, so you're that like, we can, don't file them down. No, don't like, do not touch my feet. Cause like it would literally be like a baby skin and like starting over and it is so mm-hmm. painful. Right. So even if I'm taking like a week or two vacation, I bring my point shoes with me and I literally just wear them around the hotel like slippers just to keep them like tough. Cool. Because if you don't and you go back to rehearsals, like it is painful. I love that. Yeah. So you just are like in the lobby. Like I look crazy. With your point <laughs> shoes. Like, can I get some more fresh towels? I look so crazy. On your toes. I look I love so it. crazy. <laughs> I love that though. And you are wearing the sickest lubes right now. They're like five inch. Oh, look at this leg. Misty, I guess. Um, uh, I'm not going to do it. Yes, I am. Yeah. You, she, girl, come on. It's not the same. But it's it's fine. We're we're up here lifting our legs. I used to. I mean, once a dancer, always a dancer. I do still consider my dancing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm no Misty Copeland, but um, I try. Um, but you you and these feet too. Like you would think you're dancing all day on your toes that you would be in some fierce, like almost orthopedic type like flats or something but you're over here traipsing around still on your toes i know so i feel like though just because of the way my like feet and legs are shaped it's always been really um like it's been comfortable up until i turned maybe like 32 mm-hmm. i was like uh uh-uh. only if i can put them on and then sit yeah. <laughs> from a car to a seat but but your arches must be like i need to not be flat I yeah. Well, but now I'm like a tennis girl. I never thought I'd be a tennis shoe girl. Really? I mean, like cute tennis shoes, okay. like cute, cute. cute. No, no, cute. No. What they call them? Bobos? Like the. Okay. Yeah. What do they call them? Like grandpa sneakers? Yeah. I mean, right. Like real cute ones. Yeah. And under Armour sneak or like a cute like designer or something. But no. But yeah, it's it's hard. Like the older I get, and especially after I had surgery on my leg, like after I, you know, I have a. Titanium plate in my a tibia. Whole I know, and plate, six y'all. screws. It's crazy. But once I did that, like the pressure of being on your toes puts so much more pressure on the front of my shin. So I was uh-huh. like, eh, I can't do this. Right. Yeah. But I still love a heel. Yeah. Yeah. Know what changed my feet? Having Orion. Having it was like I wanted to be in heels all the time. And I still love a heel. Don't get me wrong. But like. Did your feet spread? Did they, they get. Did. Yeah. Um, my whole. My foot grew a whole. Shoe oh size. my God. There's I literally like 75. I have crazy amount of shoes because I'm just a shoe And did girl. you have to get rid and of all? No. Of them. no I, I'm just willing my foot to shrink. I don't know. Like, I don't want to get take him to a stretcher. Like, but that doesn't always work because I'm like, okay. First of all, I'm like, those are Manolos that I bought at the sample sale for like a hundred dollars, and I'm not. And they're like Mary Jane Manolos. Like, no. And then I'm like, or I wore those to my like graduation, so I don't want to give them up. But what's that? Pregnancy also. Okay, I was like, can I borrow them? No. Yeah, Yeah, I used to be a a big foot. 
Damn. What's what's your foot size? I'm an eight. I'm only five two. That's big for That's like huge, which works for ballet. It like extends my line and makes it longer. And yeah. and then like when I'm on point, I can partner with taller guys. Mm-hmm. But then it's like really tricky for them because as soon as I come down, they're like, whoa, whoa, what happened? <laughs> Where are you? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, speaking of size, like I was telling this to the girls earlier. I was like, it's so funny when people talk about your body obviously in in the field right because they're like she's so curvy and you would think like godzilla was about to like literally leap across the the stage meanwhile i can put you in my whole entire pocket like you're so petite and tiny but i get the fact that on this petite frame there's like the calves the the breasts yes the bottom i think in proportion like proportionately i'm proportionate but like in terms of i mean it also says a lot about the conversation with um body image and race Mm -hmm. in the ballet world um and you know when you when it comes in the package of brown skin and then it's too big all of a sudden she's muscular and brown and all the things and she's got more boobs she's got more than a handful of boob like it's like what you would think though the way they describe it and then when you see yourself in person it's like she's so petite and she gives you ballerina but i guess compared to all of like the very well i think it's um i think on stage you know like i appear bigger um but again it's also like it's a way of excluding us in the ballet world Mm. because that language is acceptable um, to be able to say, sorry, you don't have the right body. It's all about your aesthetic. You know, it's like being a model. And so it's easy to say that you're, you know, and you can't argue. It's like, well, that's their opinion. And, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, in reality, I'm like, even next to the girls that I dance with, I'm still really small. And so it's like, it's important to have those conversations as well. I'm like, there's girls in the company that are much bigger than me that have larger breasts and maybe don't have the ideal physique for ballet, like people say. And, um, but yet I'm being told I have the wrong body so it just says so much about um the ballet world and how they've gotten away with excluding us for so long have you feel like it's changed since you've been so present and vocal and like in the space talking about it do you think not only body image wise but like race wise do you see it getting better because that the ballet industry is I'm like, it's and tough. I'm not, you know, as much as I put the energy into it and I never will stop, like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it or lie. Like, yeah. no, it's so, so slow. Yeah. But I think it's our responsibility, my responsibility, at least, to keep the conversation going. Because this conversation has been being had from the time ballet started. It's just that it kind of comes and goes and no one's there to, like, keep the pressure on the ballet world. Um, and I think that because I've been at the forefront speaking about this so often that they're being looked at now by the broader world, not just our little niche, like bubble that we live in. And so a lot of companies are being forced to address this issue, even if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I slowly have seen like a change um, when it comes to seeing people of color in other companies, including in Europe, which people would think like, Oh, it's, it's probably not as bad there. It is. It's, it's as bad in ballet companies. Really? Yeah. But hopefully 
It'll I'm get never going to stop. Yeah, I'm never going to stop. I have so many things in, in the works that were, you know, that I'm re- really excited about. Ballet will always be a part of my, my life and, mm-hmm. um, and just promoting more diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's exciting to be able to like be kind of transitioning into different, um, kind of genres of, of art, mm-hmm. um, that I'm really excited about. I have a production company that I started yes. about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to use all of these different, I don't know, platforms. Forms and avenues um, to bring ballet and um, to more people yeah. is I'm just really excited. No, I love and that. Blessed. I know. So you are very private, and I love I love that about you because, like I said before, I'm always like, Missy, do you know who you are? Um, like it's so crazy, but. Um, what does it feel like now to like not really be able to walk down the street? We oh, talked about this when I wrote, wrote still, your I Essence cover story, but like so, you're now, I think it's point. so possible, like really? to make your life what you want it to be. I truly believe that. Do you I mean, clearly, I autonomy. I, I <laughs> you know, I, I feel like it's how you carry yourself mm. that, you know, people will respect your boundaries. It's how you treat people. It's, um, not putting yourself in a position. If you don't want to be seen, like, you know, don't go to like the hottest place for lunch and be like decked. I wouldn't be going out in these, you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, like on a daily, like I am very casual. I always have like a hoodie so I can just like throw it on if I need to. It's so, um, it's possible it's to possible. do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've even heard like different, like, you know, A-list celebrity, like um, actors and actresses that like, they live a life that they want, you know, and that they are, they're not putting themselves in those situations, but it's, you know, it comes with the territory. And I think that, you know, there's a, a balance and it's, uh, it's a discussion. I ha- I often have it with my cousin, with Tay Diggs, with uh-huh. Olu's cousin, and, and just, you know, what is when you when you're in a career like this and you know it's kind of a part of what comes with it so what do you want people to know about you that they don't already know right we've seen the documentary we've seen like the news like you know clips and that sort of thing but like i said you are such a unique person behind the scenes and just so lovely um and i like i said have been blessed to know that misty but what do you want like the world to know and especially these you know essence listeners these are black girls out there who look up to you and that sort of thing but don't only know what the world shows of them of you. What do you want them to um, know? I think that no matter where this amazing art form takes me, that it's important to be surrounded by people that I truly, truly trust and um, that keep me balanced and grounded. And um, I'm, I'm, I love to be at home. I love to cook. I feel like I'm so silly and ridiculous, like all yeah. the time that people probably wouldn't like assume. Um, I, yeah, I, but again, like I, I keep a really small circle of friends around me and I like quality time with people. Like as much as, you know, I'm a performer and I'm on stage, I've never been that girl. Like even as a little girl, it was shocking for my family to know like, oh, you want to go on stage in front of thousands of people. But like in my life, I'm not that girl that's like the center of attention in a room or I just like it really low key, um, casual, you know, put on some cute 
pumps and have a cocktail but keep it like chill um and just yeah i mean i feel like who i am in the public is like who i am in my life to some extent um and you know as much as i champion diversity and you know that's my everyday life and um just to you know i mentor a lot of young dancers and and um especially brown dancers and so that's kind of like what i do you know whether it's having one of my little mentees over and us like chatting and cooking together like that's kind of just my life i love it well we love you thank you so much for coming Thank you to my darling and dear friend, Misty Copeland. Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to catch up on other episodes of The Color Files with guests like Tracy Ellis Ross, Sir John, Iman, Lala Anthony, and Yandy Smith. You can find The Color Files on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Let me know what you think of the show. Please, please, please leave an Apple review and a comment or just say hello to me on the gram. I'm at Miss Julie. M-I-S-S-J-U-L-E-E and make sure to tag hashtag the color files and I might even read your comment on the air. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll talk soon.